welcome to Office Talk. We appreciate you being here. I uh, just get you started off. This is the first episode, so we just want to give you a little background in terms of what you could expect to hear from us. Um, and just kind of know what we're all about. You know, at Office Talk, it's kind of straightforward. You know, we both, um, me as your uh, main host and my co-host here, we spend a lot of time in the office, um, you know, at our normal day jobs, nine to fivers, as you can say. So, you know, we hear, hear a lot of things, funny stories, you know, sports related, pop culture, movies, kind of everything you could imagine that's kind of fun to talk about. Um, so we just wanted to bring it to you guys so you can kind of enjoy it as well because, you know, we've always really thought it was a lot of fun. Um, but as I said, this is, um, you know, our first episode, you know, my, I am your main host here. My name's Miner. Um, you know, a little background on me. We've, you know, I, I kind of work right now in software sales, so it's kind of boring, but it's in an office and, uh, you know, honestly, the most I can, I'll do anything to go ahead and, you know, not work if possible, which is a uh, talk. So, you know, that's what we're doing here. And then I'm also joined by our lovely co-host, Emily. And Hi there. <laughs> tell us a little about your background. Um, well, I work in a hospital. I work in an outpatient setting, so it's also an office. Um, lots of chit-chatting, uh, you know, to break up the day, make it a little more enjoyable. It can be sort of heavy topics most of the time, so something light to talk about. My personal areas of interest are entertainment, pop culture, TV shows, movies, those sorts of things. And minor, I know your interests are a little different, but hopefully something a lot of other people like. Yeah, I mean, I, I generally like to stick with, you know, sports-related things. You know, I follow basketball pretty heavily. Um, the very NFL, closely. Very much so. Uh, NFL is good to me. I like football. Um, and then it's like yeah, baseball, not so much, but I can talk about it if we need to. Um, we'll get there at a later date, I'm sure. We'll get there. You know, I have certain thoughts about it, and I'd like to share that with you at a certain time. Um, and then really anything that comes across, whether it's, a, you know, maybe a big fight or other, you know, Olympic things going on that we just um, got over the Winter Olympics. So, you know, there's things like that, that if they come up and it's relevant, I'd love to talk about it and, you know, kind of share my point of views because I, you know, follow it, especially, you know, basketball pretty closely. So I, I can get into topics a little more in depth um, and just have different point of views than what I, you know, typically see out there. So it's kind of fun for me to have a different perspective. Um you know, so that's kind of cool, but um, just want to kind of get into something else here. So I just want to share with you guys something interesting about the two of us. Um, we've been, done something a little different this year, um, trying something different. It's not, it wasn't even really a New Year's resolution, actually. It was just kind of an impromptu challenge we've put across ourselves. And, you know, Emily was the one to actually introduce this to me out of nowhere. It was um, just a documentary. We watched it and... Emily, tell them what we happened there. Well, I watched the documentary, What the Health? I don't know if anybody has seen it. The host of the documentary annoys me a bit, but the message is very interesting. Overall, it's about how uh, eating a plant-based diet is maybe a little bit better for you in the long run, helps with you know most uh, medical issues and preventing a lot of that. So I did watch it on my own initially and tried to tell Miner about how maybe we should go plant-based, and he was really not about it. Um, until he decided to watch it as well. So we watched it again together and um, decided to try a plant-based diet for a little while. So we've been doing that for about a month now, eating basically vegan. Yeah, so you could call it being vegan. Um, I like saying plant-based because I feel like vegan often, you know, makes people think of sort of like crunchy hippies and things like that, which nothing against them, but that's not who I usually, um, I, not who I usually think of myself as. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting because it's not even something we really talk about outside of really the two of us. Like, 
my immediately co-workers at the office know, but I don't, my family doesn't know, my personal friends don't know. Like, it's not something I've really cared to share with anyone. It's just kind of an, something we wanted to, I wanted, after watching it, you know, I was kind of skeptical. Obviously, I've never really thought I would become vegan for any particular reason. I never really had an overwhelming urge, you know, to like not eat meat. I really enjoy it. You know, cheese, milk, all these things are things we I grew up with and never really crossed my mind to cut out of a diet. But I don't know. I kind of look at it as if there is a benefit to it, why not at least try? Yeah. I mean, what's the harm? And it's not that you're eating something you don't like. It's just cutting out things you, you are already eating. So it's just like figure out what you currently eat and just eat more of that that's not related to animals. So mm-hmm. it's not the hardest thing in the world. I thought at first it was like, oh, that sounds daunting and just miserable. And, you know, what? how are you going to survive without eating meat? And it's like honestly not the worst. I yeah, mean, there's a lot of options out there and a lot of fake meats available too that are plant-based, which has been a nice stepping stone for us, you know, in, yeah. in having some kind of like fake ground meat alternative that, yeah. you know, we can still get that same general feeling, but know that it's not made out of animals. So that's kind of cool. I think the interesting thing for me is I've just become a lot more aware of what I'm eating simply because you're trying to stay within strict guidelines. So it's like, you're just kind of defaulting to like, I have to know what's in here. Cause if it, I'm not really looking for like negative things. I'm just looking, does this have meat, dairy, eggs? If it does, I put it down and say, oh, I guess I can't have that. And it's just an interesting way to immediately, you know, even if I really wasn't even doing it to lose weight as a diet, I did it just to make sure I was a little more healthy, you know, in terms of, you know, all these studies shows, you'll, you can see it in the docu- documentary for yourself that, you know, this huge link between dairy products you know, poultry products, meat products to cancer and, you know, just disease. And it's, it's, it's kind of a, I don't know, the the correlation is incredibly strong. And it's, it's interesting that the FDA is pushing all these facts that we think are real. And, you know, I'm sure some of them are, I mean, hopefully they are, but the fact that they, the documentary points out, it's like, just keep in mind, they're literally funded by all of the meat industry, Yeah. you know, so it's like, how can you, just kind of like I don't know it's it's just like judge for yourself of course you know in that regard but regardless it just makes you more mindful I think you know it's just kind of cool to see what you're putting in your body a little bit more yeah and I think it's been interesting even to be more aware of what is in all of the food that we eat and you know how much dairy is you know snuck into everything like why do we really need dairy in a granola bar that's just made out of oats and stuff that's yeah I mean it's just interesting yeah like it's just weird what why they're putting these products in there just f- to put it in there you know yeah. it's just basically like trying to p- push more products for themselves when it doesn't really belong in there but the you know it's a big industry and it you know it, it does a lot and we're not people i mean at least i'm not you know i of course like animals but i'm not like a, a PETA guy who's mm-hmm. like oh man you know, animal rights I, I do this for because i just can't believe in you know killing animals like i mean i i don't mind i'll go hunting like i like fishing I like you know it's you not about either of those in a while, but, but yeah. it's not about that. You know, yeah. to me, it's just about myself. It's like I'm being more selfish about it. And that's maybe a weird way to say it. But I just want to see what happens for my personal health. If yeah. I feel better, if I wake up a little more energetic. I mean, how long have we been doing this now, Emily? Uh, about a month now. Yeah. I mean, and how have you felt like stamina wise or energy levels? Well, I have to say I have cheated a couple of times. Um, you know, going out to eat or something like that. I have maybe snuck in a little bit of cheese because it's so good. Um, that's a hard one to keep. That's a hard one to cut. It Jeez. is. Cheese mm. is so good. 
but overall, you know, I, I feel like the biggest thing I've noticed is just not feeling, you know, sluggish and really gross after eating a large meal. I find that I'm still, you know, feeling pretty good. Of I feel full, but I don't feel debilitated because I'm so full. So that's been a plus. I've noticed that as well. After what I feel like is a big meal, like the typical, like, massive overload of food, and then you're just kind of like, oh, and that gluttony of just, I, I just ate way too much and just can't move. You kind of feel that lately, even though you're eating like, you know, we're not eating just salads. You know, we make things interesting as we can make it, you know, really nice, like, you know, quinoa bowls or uh, curry dishes or, Mm -hmm. you know, just a lot of different variety of things. So it's interesting as possible, but you can feel that way almost right after eating it. But after five minutes, you feel normal. It's not like that continues, which is very cool. I think just because it doesn't make you feel like shit, you know, which is great, you know, it, but at the same time. Would I like to eat cheese every day? Of course. Do I know what it can do and what, you know, in terms of like potential like clogging of arteries down the road and having heart attacks? Like, yes, I get that too. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of pick your poison. I understand, you know, everyone has a different perspective on it. I don't say everyone should try it, but if you're up for it and you just want to, like us, we kind of just said, hey, why don't we try it for a month or two or whatever? And of course, we, if there's a specialty night we have or something, you know, we had planned, like, we're going to go out to eat. Yeah, go go treat yourself, have meat, whatever you want to eat, that's fine. But at least your everyday routine's changing a little bit more. Yeah. You're starting to see what you're putting in your body. You're opening your eyes to just kind of what's out there and, like, those weird things that just peop- these companies are putting in products that really probably don't need it. So it's just interesting. Yeah, I think it's also been, um, you know, an interesting way to just test new foods and um, just sort of changing your mindset that maybe, you know, these dairy and meat items can be more of a luxury item, or this is something exactly. that you can treat yourself to, as opposed to having it as a staple uh, three times a day. Right. I think that's where the increase in heart disease and those cancerous things come about. It's just because we're having such a high pr- diet of meat and dairy products that it's, yeah. you don't really think about it. You think it's being healthy a lot of times, you know, I'm eating yeah. lean meats, you know, those turkeys, I'm eating eggs, I'm eating, you know, like l- the, you know, low fat meat or whatever the, the leanest mm-hmm. ground meat it gets you know yeah it's still you know does still, the same thing yeah you know so it's i get it you know and we we think to ourselves we're doing good but it, it is what it is but enough about that you know it's it, it's just something we're doing we're having fun with it yeah, and we'll, we'll keep you in the loop on how absolutely going. we're gonna keep going so far so good we've both slipped up I've slipped up personally twice in the last month uh, that I can count, but I'm pretty strict about it. I do pretty good. I'd say maybe like four or five times for me, so I haven't done as well. But but we'll keep you updated. So far, energy levels are fine. You know, nothing we can really tell is all that different except for the things we've talked about. But um, we'll keep you so updated on that us. goes. But we wanted to bring up something. So today is a big day for Emily. It's it her. Is. It's her thing. It's her Super Bowl day, lack thereof, terminology wise. Yeah. But it's this the is Oscars. This is her favorite day of the year. She is a, a movie buff, a fanatic. She also loves TV shows, don't get me wrong, but movies is kind of her forte, and she really looks forward to this every year. So what are your big expectations for this year? Do you have any big upsets right off the bat? What do you, what, what do we think is going to happen? Well, to start, Jimmy Kimmel is hosting. I'm really not sure how I feel about that. I go back and forth with how much I like Jimmy Kimmel. You know, sometimes he's fine, and sometimes he's just so boring. Like, how did he become a celebrity? But regardless, he will hopefully do a good show. Um, you know, we're looking at nine Best Picture nominations, which is quite a few. It seems like every year they go between eight and ten, which is a lot of movies 
to, uh, you know, sift through. Um, every year I try to at least watch all of the best pictures and nominations and all of the acting categories and directing. I will have to say this year I skipped out on three, so I can't speak to Denzel's performance or uh, Christopher Plummer's or Mary J. Blige, but that's okay. Okay, so let me stop you there. How many movies have you seen in order to prepare for the Oscars this year? I have watched 11 movies in preparation. 11 movies? Yes. So I have seen all the Best Picture nominations. I will say, lots of people are saying the movie Get Out should be winning. I'm not sure how I feel about it. I thought it was a good movie. They're saying that's going to win? Well, people are saying it should win, but it won't. See, I've seen a handful, maybe. Yeah, not too many. I have heard great things. I thought that I've heard everyone's talking about The Shape of Water and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Yes. So both of those were great. I would say I'm going to bet that Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri wins. It was a very interesting movie. I think they did fabulous character development, which is the part that I love the most about movies, is really making these characters into three-dimensional people where they have flaws, but they also have strengths and weaknesses. I just love it. So that movie, I think, did a great job having these very flawed characters that are very endearing. It was a very sad storyline, but still had some dark humor to it. I really liked it. The Shape of Water, that was a very interesting movie. I don't know if you've watched that many Guillermo del Toro movies, but he has this way of bringing a magical realism to movies where, you know, the things can't really happen in real life, but it's done in a way that you almost feel like it could. He just does a great job of, you know, building an entire world around these characters that he makes. So that was a very interesting movie. I don't know if it will win Best Picture, but I sure hope that he wins Best Director because he earned it. (laughs) So let's get a let's th- take a step back from the movies because I know we're gonna get to that. Let's talk about the Oscars themselves. You know, a lot of times, you know, there's the the red carpet. You yes. know, there's the what what are they wearing? You know, uh, what happened? Who they show up with? Who really didn't show up? You know, who didn't look good? Who did look good? There's all that thing. But what do you think is gonna be maybe a theme this year in the Oscars? Sometimes it's you know. Um, more equality things about yep. like equality in the the actors and movies and directors that are who make the movies in terms of the African American directors out there are they getting the same publicity and credit mm-hmm. that they deserve for the movies that they're that they're producing you know yeah. are we going to see the same are we going to expect anything in that regard this year what do, what do you think is might be a theme whether it's that or whether it's something else is there something that you could that you might see having um, play a role in this year's Oscars. Yes, definitely. I mean, the past few years have been the, you know, Oscars so white um, hashtag, which they have been very white. Um, historically, you know, the, the Academy is white and most of the people have to be invited by other members of the Academy. So you can see how it becomes a self-selected group. Um, so last year was, I think last year and the year before, um, were a lot more about trying to have um, – you know, African-American and even, you know, other minority groups represented in some of the acting categories and directing categories. I think this year they're trying to get more women um, acknowledgement. And in the directing category in particular, there are um, four men, one woman. One of the men is African-American, Jordan Peele. So I don't think that he'll win, but I am very 
I'm happy like, to see the acknowledgement. Yeah, very proud to see him on there. I mean, we've followed him for many years. As Absolutely. He's done Big Key fans, Peel. to be honest with you. He's been hilarious. As weird as it sounds, I don't think he will win. I don't even know if he deserves it, honestly, but it's a huge thing for him as a person and as his career move because we've seen him. I've seen him live in college, and he yeah, kind of randomly came to uh, the, a little town in uh, Flagstaff, Arizona, Northern Arizona University, Keen Peel on the road. We straight up were like 20 seats back. And they just were like in, doing improv comedy for the most part, and they it was hilarious. legitimately awesome. So we've been with them for a long time. That was what almost ten years ago. Yeah, like that was a while ago. I mean, we've been following these guys for a long time, so it's awesome to see his career really unfold and develop in the way it's going. And they're both doing big things, so that's cool. Yeah, when people say you know it's such a it's such an honor to be nominated, I think that's for Jordan Peele and Greta Gerwig, who are both nominated for best directors. But both of these movies are their first nominations, but also their first solo directing. Um, pieces. So oh, well, uh, Greta is being nominated for Lady Greta. Bird. Uh, she's also an actress. I've seen her in a couple of movies. She was in the movie Frances Ha a few years ago, mm. um, but this is her first directorial debut. So both of them being nominated for their directorial debuts is a big deal. Very nice. Um, Guillermo del Toro is a Mexican director. He's been nominated five times. I really loved Pan's Labyrinth, which came out in like 2006 or seven. That was a great movie. I hope that he wins. He's He's fabulous. Um, so, you know, I think this year there's going to be still just as many conversations about, you know, equality in, in these awards. Um, it seems you, like in terms of like, do you think it's going to be the, in other words, let me rephrase this question. What do you think a theme will be or predictions or maybe something that will be an underlying tone be from a lot of the people who win the awards, they always go up and do a speech and half the time they're using that platform yes. to spread a message, which is good. It's all going to be anti-Trump it, messages, is my opinion, is what my, my I think, prediction I is. I think it's going to be either that or something about gun control. Oh, that Hollywood's very that against it. And I'm against – I think we need to have stricter gun laws and enforcement. But I'm just interested to see how they're going to do it, how extreme it might be, you know. Or if it's just going to be pure, like Emily said, just pure, you know – no Trump, you know. The, yeah, the Academy and they're Hollywood just going to put general. Trump down. They're just going to bash on him. You know, yeah. they're just going to say this more or less. You know, a lot of these times when it comes down to, we have these political political clashes where it comes to Hollywood and you know these terrible things happening in our country and what how do we have the platforms to do it? It just seems like, you know, to be in, in all fairness, Trump as as a leader and president, he should do, be doing more to stand up to say the right things more often than not because mm -hmm. that's what a leader does and it's it's sad that these hollywood actors are taking more of a stand like oh, the oprah Winf oprah winfrey's of the world who all of a sudden are wanting to say fine if this guy can do it and he makes this much of a change in the wrong way maybe we can get it back to where it was so it's just an interesting thing to see develop so i'm interested to see how that plays out th tonight yeah definitely um so let's get into it you know might as well jump into seeing uh how things go. So as everybody knows in the Oscars or any award show, in my opinion, there's always just lack thereof interesting awards or... Well, okay. Uh, I wouldn't say they're not interesting, but if I were... They're boring. A, they're not boring, but they're technical categories. So things no you one's know, seen. So it's just like, let's all talk about the short films. Let's literally get that away, out of the way immediately because... Who's watching for that? Nobody's watching for that. People that make short films, maybe? 
Okay, so the five people watching and the two people in the audience. So, well, anyways, yes. let's get through them. I don't them. watch any of those. Let's we don't just, need to go through those. So ones this right is going now. to be our official ballot for 2018 Oscars. We're gonna go through my predictions, Emily's predictions, and then in our next episode, I will reveal our results quickly. We're not gonna go word for word in terms of every single ballot. We'll just say overall scores, who won, and ultimately, you know, the biggest ones we'll cover are the you know top six awards like best supporting actors actress categories the acting categories are actually yeah best picture those the main ones we get it the other ones i'll just tell you know what who won the biggest biggest score versus who's the loser who's the winner yeah we won't go through all the other categories right now just for the sake of time um i will say with some of the technical categories that i do wish that i was an expert in some of these you know my dad is actually a sound technician so i assume he gets more out of the sound editing and sound mixing category but for and me, he also I has just, to see these movies, so exactly. and he hasn't seen them all. But to be fair, that's fine. Either but, way, I mean, for me, you know, I, as I, a career choice for him, yes, I'd be cool. But it's not like he's seen these movies to watch and say, "Wow, I think this guy should win." <laughs> no, I mean, some of those categories I just feel like are hard because I don't know what good sound mixing is. I just know what se- bad sound mixing is. And if you're being nominated at all, it's not bad. Okay, so. I got it. Let's get into it. Short film, animated. I don't know if we need to do those ones. I we haven't seen any of those. We're just shooting in the dark. I thought I was going to do them quick. Okay, fine. Do you not want to do it? We can just do the top six. Yes, let's do the top six. So let's start with actor in a supporting role. There's William Defoe in the Willem Florida Defoe. Pro- Willem Defoe. Willem Defoe in the Florida yeah. Project. That was pretty good. He was good in that. Woody Harrelson from Three Billboards, Richard Jenkins, Shape of Water, Christopher Plummer, All the Money in the World, and Sam Rockwell from Three Billboards. So we have two guys from Three Billboards. It's like odds are in their favor to get something from that movie. Yeah, I actually I'm just think gonna it go... will be Sam Rockwell is my guess. Because isn't Woody the lead? Wouldn't he get lead? Um, no, they actually do it based on the amount of minutes that you are in the movie. His character died halfway through the movie, so I think that's why he was only in half of it. Oh, um, so my guess is that it's going to go to Sam Rockwell. I really hated his character to start because he's sort of this like white supremacist cop, but he ends up becoming really endearing, which is sort of weird, but people are three-dimensional. My guess is that it's going to be him. Backup that I'd be okay with is Willem Dafoe because he's fabulous. Was he good in the Florida Project? He was very good. He's been nominated three times, actually. This would be Sam Rockwell's very first nominations, but he has won all the other okay, uh, let's get award into categories. The awards, because award it's the first one. We're, I'm going with William Defoe. Okay. Or Willem. Willem. Mr. Willem. Um, actress in a supporting role. There is Mary J. Blige being nominated for Mudbound. I did not see that movie. But she's also being nominated for uh, Best Original Song, so let's hope she wins there. Um, there's Allison Janney for I, Tonya, Leslie Manville for uh, Phantom Thread, Laurie Metcalf for Lady Bird, and Octavia Spencer for The Shape of Water. Um, my guess is that it's going to be Allison Janney. It seems like, based on everything in the media right now, there's no contest. It's going to be Allison Janney. She was fabulous. Octavia Spencer, I think, has won two awards already. Oh, just one. Sorry. But she's been nominated three times. So, I, I mean, how did you like I, Tonya, though? I thought it was a very good movie. It was an interesting style in how they shot it and, you know, just sort of uh, jumping between different scenes and breaking the fourth wall. I I actually liked the movie a lot. Okay. So we both went Alice and Janney. She's great. Actor in a leading role. We have this guy, Timothy Chalamet. 
Chalamet is my guess. Chalamet, call me by your name. Yes. Daniel Day-Lewis in Phantom Thread. Daniel Kaluuya in Get Out. Gary Oldman for Darkest Hour. And Denzel for Roman J. Israel Esquire. I did not see Denzel's role, um, but he has already won two Oscars before. My guess is that it's going to be Gary Oldman. He's, I think, won all the other uh, award shows this year for that role. He's been nominated, I think, two other times. But, um, yeah, so my guess is that it's going to be Gary Oldman. I did think that Daniel Day-Lewis did a great job. He's won, like, three Oscars and been nominated six times. Apparently, this was his retirement project. I had no idea. I'm going with Daniel Day-Lewis. Do it. That's He's never a bad choice. It's always a good choice. He's a fabulous actor all the time. Emily, let's go with actress in a leading role. We got Sally Hawkins for The Shape of Water. She was pretty good. She p- played a mute character, which is pretty interesting to be nominated for you know something that you don't actually have any um, lines to. Mm-hmm. So that was good. Um, Frances McDormand for Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Margot Robbie for I, Tanya. Uh, I think it's Shershi. I think that's how she says her name. Ronan um, for Lady Bird and Meryl Streep for The Post. I mean, Meryl's not going to win, I don't think. Um, if she wins again, what's going on? She's been nominated 21 times. She has won three Oscars already. And we have the same birthday, so I feel very excited because me and Meryl like that. See, I'll be surprised if Margot Robbie wins this, though. I don't think she will win. This is her first nomination, so it's a big deal, I think, for her to even be nominated. You know, she's only I 27. Think so too. She's kind of come out of the out of nowhere just over the past few years so good for her for some reason i think it's it's either between francis mcdormand or circe circe um it's gonna be francis mcdormand i'm going i'm I'm going with francis because i like that she's great so she ronan is also actually very young this is her third nomination and she's only like 23 so that's great good for her great career going she does she's all right so let's get into the two biggest categories of the Oscars. Best director for the 2018 Oscar goes to is going to be Christopher Nolan for Dunkirk, Jordan Peele for Get Out, Greta Gerwig for Lady Bird, Paul Thomas Anderson for Phantom Thread, or Guillermo del Toro for The Shape of Water. I'm going to say Guillermo del Toro. That's who I'm voting for this year. Yeah. I really hope it works out for him. I think it's going to be I'm going to go out on a limb, and this is going to be how I win the whole thing and steal it from Emily. Aww. I'm going Greta Gerwig. She's going to... I'd be very proud of her if she did it, too. I think she's going to get it. I think she's going to shock. That's going to be the big shock of the Oscars this year. So you you heard it first. <laughs> you heard it first here on Office Talk, so you're welcome for that. Yeah. If we even release this in time. And if we do, you're welcome. Yeah. But who let's knows? Let's hope we do. Let's hope. Let's hope. Anyways. Emily, let me, let's do this one. This is for your 2018 Oscar ballot best, best picture. picture category. So the nominees, Call Me By Your Name. Do you want me to give any kind of recap on what these movies are about? Very brief. Okay. Like, that's... I'm talking like try to get it done in 10 words or less. Oh, geez. <laughs> Call Me hard. By Your Name about a 17-year-old boy who's learning about his sexuality. Very good. Um Darkest Hour, about Winston Churchill, and actually the Battle of Dunkirk, which brings us into our next movie, Dunkirk. It was very surprising that both of those were in the same one. Personally, I wasn't a fan of Dunkirk because there was, like, no dialogue or character development. It was lamer than I thought it was going to be. You forgot that you even watched it. 
I literally can't even remember this damn movie. That's how freaking boring it was. Anyways. Get Out. That was a very interesting movie. It was a summer movie, and I'm always surprised when summer movies make it to the Oscars. I'd be be okay if it wins. I don't know if it will, but good job for Jordan Peele. Lady Bird, just mainly about a relationship with a mother and her daughter. It was very sweet. It reminded me of my my own relationship with my mom. Um, Phantom Thread, Daniel Day-Lewis, just at his best, basically being a tailor who comes up, well, fashion designer, really. Um, interesting. He, I, I, it was, I don't even know. There was a lot going on in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but also not that much. The Post was about um, the Washington Post and just sort of about, like, censorship of um, reporters and things like that, which is still very relevant. But that did take place, I think, in the 60s, so still relevant today. Yeah. Shape of Water, I think we already discussed that a bit, but, you know, sort of this uh, other world where there's, like, this sort of marine life-like persons, that kind of thing. Awesome. Um, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, primarily about a mother whose daughter um, is killed and she doesn't feel like the local law enforcement is doing enough to find out who it was. Perfect. So let's recap. I'll recap them straight down, and then we're going to get into it. So we have Best Picture 2018. It's either going to be why, first and foremost, let me just say, it seems like they're nominating more and more movies into this best picture. Like, why are there eight or nine There's nominees? Nine. But whatever. I feel like there should only be four or five. Anyways, we got Call Me By Your Name, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Post, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Emming, Missouri. And my pick for best picture of the year, I haven't even seen it. But I think it's going to be three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. That's my guess as well. I think it's deservingly so. That would be. I a think great it's actually. I've heard a lot about the story. Actually, one of my coworkers in, uh, at work was talking about it, and it seems pretty cool. How there was just like like Emily kind of gave in her synopsis of it is about a mother whose her kids were killed. One of her do- yeah, her daughter was um, raped and murdered. Raped and murdered, and they didn't do enough or really anything about it. So she bought three billboards, as it mentions, outside of Ebbing, Missouri, and just put up, uh, like, basically a sign saying how terrible the police officers are and that they yeah, did, they, that they did she nothing. Yeah, put the sheriff's name on, in particular on there, so played th- by it was Woody Harrelson. It was essentially the controversy of her doing that and her fight to have justice for her her child. So, But it was also an great effective story. method. It worked. It was a great story. So, as we said, we're going to get these results tonight, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, so we're going to – our next episode, I'm going to give you a quick recap how we did. Um, it's just going to be out of scores six. So whoever gets the best of six is going to win. We have how many of the same answers? I think two of the same answers. So at least we're going to get different results here. So someone's certainly going to come out on top. I have not historically done all that well. Um, so – I as have you could historically ex- done well in these categories and nowhere else. As you could expect, <laughs> I'm not the movie buff, so um, I certainly have you know a little bit of a disadvantage. So I, n- I don't expect to do good, but hey, underdogs have a shot. Yeah, let's see where it goes. Absolutely. So moving forward, you guys, um, what you could expect besides just you know results from the Oscars, uh, we're certainly going to get into a few things in terms of sports. Um, I want to give you my thoughts on how the current state of the – baseball is because it's probably the most baseball talk you'll ever hear from me um unless it's a big story uh and then you know 
recap a little basketball, you know, football in terms of how the season ended, what I'd expect next year, upcoming teams to be good, and, you know, a little bit of a power rankings for next year. So I'll get into a few things in that, um, something I want to dive into more. But for our first episode, Emily got steal the show because Oscars is literally tonight. So yes, more timely. power to you. This should be fun to see. And then, you know, get to get to recap that. So thank you for joining us here on Office Talk. Thank you very much. We will see you next time. We'll see you guys soon. So stay tuned and, you know, Talk to you then. Subscribe.